It, I, I went through a long time of where was God when it happened? Yeah. Why did he let this happen? I am hacked off at God. I think that's common. Mm-hmm. I think when, when somebody, whether they're a strong believer or whether they're not even a believer, but mm-hmm. they understand that God right. is there, mm-hmm. that's the question is, yeah. how could God let this happen? Exactly. And so it what took was a your long, answer? It was a to- oh my gosh, it took so long to resolve that. Yeah. What it, was your answer? Where was God that day? You know what? Um, there, there's, a, there's a part in the book where I answer that question. And I share a journal. I share a couple journal entries. Yeah. And, and one of them there said, I was right there. Yeah, that's I was exactly right. right. I, I, I was standing outside the woods waiting for you. I was right there. And, and, and I, I saw what was happening, and I was there. I did not abandon you. And um, that... It took a long time to get to that point, but and I don't want to spoil the story. The no, story, no, no, in the, in no. the, because it t- there's a bunch of buildup to that. Yeah, to understand the power of that statement. Yeah, he was right there. God never I just leaves didn't us. See him. Yeah, God never I, leaves us or yeah. forsakes us. I didn't see him. No, and I think it's important not to get into a whole bunch of theology, but I think it is important to say that that God is there, and at the same time. People are sinful, and sin is going to happen. Yeah. And that God does not stop us from our sin. And I'm not saying I was sinning in this situation. That is not my not responsibility. Bobby no. was. Yeah, that's right. Bobby was. Yeah. God did not stop Bobby in his sin, but God made a way out for Bobby from his sin. In the same way he made a way out for you and for me and every person on this planet. It's hard to understand that God loves us, so he gives us freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not robots. He loves us enough to give us freedom, and our freedom can affect others and does. So where where do we want to go from here then? Uh, i got to talk about walking stick retreats. Yeah, let's do it. i got to talk about that because everything that has happened the last five years is I don't want to say only because of walking stick, but man, is it a flood. Tell uh, us about it. What yeah. is it? Okay. Well, so walking stick retreats is, it's the legacy of the late Rich Mullins. Rich Mullins was a Christian musician. Yeah. For those of you who aren't familiar with his music, if you think of the song, Awesome God, that's Rich Mullins. That's it. Uh, among hundreds and hundreds of others. Yeah. Step by step. Yeah. Um, a lot of great songs. Oh, yeah. Version of Mirror. I, I can go on and on and on. And Billy Sprague, both Bill, of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Billy yeah. and you know, Michael and Bobby Smith. And yeah. So, anyway, um, Rich was killed in a car accident in 1997. And um, tw- 2014, some people were making a movie about his life. And the movie is called Ragamuffin. It was put out by Color Green Films. The movie did well. Um, you know, the, it was going to different churches, showing it and everything. Later that spring, that summer, the, the, the uh, producer of the movie and the family and friends of Rich uh, decided they wanted to continue the conversation of the themes of the movie, which we're talking about masks, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. There were the reckless love of God, um, you know, being, being, being maskless, you know, family relationships, you know, God pursuing us, all those different themes that come out in the movie. A, a life of reckless abandon. And um, so they put together something called the Ragamuffin Retreat. First year it was called Ragamuffin Retreat. It's now become walking stick retreats. So it took a little bit 
more like a lot for me to finally pull the trigger to go. I was supposed to go to Nashville to see some friends. And I was torn between doing that, and I, but I kind of was feeling that pull towards the, towards the retreat. So I finally said, oh, I need to go. So I just I pulled the trigger. And um, I went there in a very broken state, very broken. I was one of the staff members has since called it, it was like a Hail Mary for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Hail Mary pass. Can God really love me? And can his, his kids really love me? Yeah. And um, I went in, what I mentioned earlier, feeling like I was the holy exception. Yep. And I was convinced that everything in the Bible was good for everybody else but me. Right. And yet there was this glimmer of hope, of, of desire, of please let that be wrong. Somebody prove it wrong. These people at the retreat have become my family. Um, they're my tribe. They're my people. They're my gang. Uh, they're my they're, they're just, they're, they're family. They are what I call Jesus with skin on. Mm, and yeah. um, in the course of two and a half days in the mountains in Pennsylvania, I went from, Bible doesn't apply to me, I'm too far gone, to saying for the first time and starting to believe it, that Jesus Christ is absolutely crazy about me. Mm. And that was, oh, talk, awesome. about, talk about a pendulum swing. Yeah. You know, and, wow. and so that, that started things. That is what started writing this book. This book came out as a result of the hope that started building up within me. Yeah. The, 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 the glimmer of there, there's a little light in the tunnel here. Mm-hmm. So the book actually started, the, the, the purpose of it, the, the vision for it was to be more of a devotional thing. Okay. okay. And I take lessons I learn and this, but this much I know and, and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of morphed as God continued to work. So the, the second half of the book explains and shares the lessons I've learned in these retreats over the course of the time. But um, I went from that to God loves me. Second year, I had, to, I had to own my story. I was in such denial. I didn't, I, it was around this time that Amanda and I were just starting to work through the rape, just five years ago. Yeah. And so I wasn't liking it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, wasn't liking my story. Yeah, right. I mean, one of the homeworks she gave me one week was 10 times a day, look in the mirror and say, the rape was not my fault. Mm. I can't tell you how hard that was, but it was so pivotal. So, I mean, just those, I, I had to own my story. So that's kind of what happened that first year. And then it kind of, it gave Amanda and I a springboard. Yeah, right. And, and I explained all this. I, I really, I don't want to go and, I, right. I, don't want, I don't want to share a lot of the details. Yeah. But I really want them to feel the excitement of these retreats. Yeah. Because I went from that to, you know, some hard work of having to grieve my story. And then the, the lesson that third year was, I am valuable to God. The theme that year was the, the, the kingdom of God is, and talking about the parables and how the, king, the kingdom is alive in our lives, yeah. and how I am the pearl of great price. Mm. I am the, the, the coin that's buried in the field. I am right. the talent, you yeah. know, that I am valuable to God. And that's when that book really started taking off. It's like, I have a story to tell. That's right. And, 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 and I'm valuable to God, and this story is worth telling. Now, during that time is when Amanda pretty much got in my face, you know, lovingly, but she was being tenacious. She would not let me go about my eating disorder. 
my eating disorder was starting to pick up again because I had all these emotions stirring. Oh, absolutely. We were dealing with yeah. the rape, and then I got all this going on, so yeah. it's, all it's all stirring. Yeah, it's coming back, yeah. And my eating disorder was starting to kick up again. Mm-hmm. And and she had brought up the issue of a dietitian a number of times, and every time I kind of blew it, oh, I'm all right, you know. Yeah. So she let those ones slide over the years. This time, it was not happening. About four or five weeks in a row, it was constantly... And I finally looked at her, and, and I think it's a question we all want to ask when we finally let go. Uh, and I looked and I said, is it really that bad? And she said, yeah, it is. Uh, now, there had been one point in time in the past where she wanted me to go to treatment when I was at my low weight, but she knew I had to keep working. So yeah, she right. gave me one more chance. And yeah. that was the end of that treatment discussion ever since. Wow. Um, so I had to take a year off from writing the book because I didn't have the emotional energy because I was having to feel my emotions for the first time and identify them and then let myself express them. And, you know, when you've let yourself be frozen in time since you're seven years old, that's just not an easy thing to do overnight. Yeah. Um, so that took a year and, and, and it kind of came out that hard work paid off when my mom had a heart attack and we were at the hospital and everything. And I was like, I told my family I'm crying, and I said I'm scared. They said I said, "Sorry, guys, you got to deal with me. I have to let myself feel these emotions." And that's that, that's right. a practical outworking of all the hard work. Yeah. Um, so then, um, so since then, the retreats have, um, and each one is built on each other. I've gone from that to I have a story to tell. To holy cow, now I'm out there speaking about my story, you know, and and just finding peace, you know, and and, and again. The second half of the book, I share about that. I should, there's a, an entire chapter in there about the retreats, and I share some of the stories of, about a couple of the significant points in it. I share a couple of journal entries, one of the ones you referenced before, or that I referenced before, um, so you can really get a capture of, of what God does in those retreats. And, and I, set, I set my calendar every year. When they announce when retreat is, that's on my calendar. I'm going. You're there. I'm there. In fact, they'll be announcing the dates here in the next couple of weeks for uh, for the retreat this year. Yeah, you're sharing your story, and I'm, I'm I'm actually looking at the email that you sent me, the very first email. You said, "My name is Sue. I am a speaker, author, and survivor." Then you go on to say, "I would be humbled to be considered for your podcast, and would welcome the opportunity to share of God's powerful work in my life." Exactly. And that's a part of your healing. It is. It is. I, as, as I get out there and speak more and more and more, um, it solidifies for me the truth of hope yeah. and, and, and the power of hope. But it's, you know, I, I, spoke, uh, I, I spoke at a state conference last, last year for Ohio College Personnel Association, and I, talked, I did a presentation called When I'm Not Okay, Removing the Mask, and talking about masks, mm, and, and based yeah. on you know, my experience with all this. And I had um, a graduate student put on her evaluation that because of the presentation, she was going to get help for her anxiety and depression. Yeah. Somebody else came up to me and, and, and shared her story. And, and those are the things that, that, those are the rewarding things. Like, okay, this, this is, it's making sense. This is what God wants me to do because he needs this to go out because there are others. It gets back to, I, 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 I keep coming back to my step ahead. All it, there was a teaching my pastor did years ago about discipleship. And he posed the question, what does it take to help the person behind you? How far along do you have to be? And the answer is you only have to be one step ahead. One step. 
They only have to be one step ahead. So now I'm a step ahead of someone else who's just starting this journey. And my responsibility, all of us have a responsibility to help the person behind us. Wow, you don't have that. to have it all figured out. You yeah. don't need a degree. You don't need to be ordained. You don't have to be a counselor. Can you love somebody? Can you listen to somebody? Can you lend a hand, give a hug, wipe a tear, take somebody out for coffee? There you go. You're helping them take their next step. Don't so, have to be the expert. No, no, please don't. Just reach out. <laughs> that's all, and, that, and that's exactly, that's the message I spread. You were talking earlier when you're sharing your stats and about, and, and even just about people you know, needing, you know, who might be struggling with these different things that I wanted to come back to it and say that that is the first step. When, you know, when Billy's talking about just one step, take your next yeah. step, take your next step, it comes back to that first step is picking up the phone, sending an email, whatever it takes, showing up on a doorstep, go, you know, wherever, you, wherever you need to go to get what you need, do it. And my website, My Step Ahead, has a number of resources on it. I, I love it when people go there. They can contact me through that. They can send an email. Um, there are some national resources there. There are some of the resources that I've used that are on there as well. And they can, uh, you know, and if, if I can do anything to help connect them with something, I'm happy to do a Google search and try to help them connect with something nationally or locally with whatever the need is. Yeah. But take that first step, and that first step towards healing is always reaching out. There is no sidestepping it. You cannot find healing, full healing, and grace to yourself and then being able to give it to others without doing the hard work. There's no way around the mountain you have to go through. That's great advice, and I think I'm correct when I say that first step is probably going to be the hardest. Oh, yeah. I think that's why there are so many. The, the one statistic that we read was how many, how many victims have not reported it. Mm-hmm. That's a hard step. It is. And it's the acknowledgement that something happened to me. And also the struggle that you mentioned as well, that this is not my fault. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of myths out there about rape and that type of sexual abuse. It's not your fault. No. You don't do anything to deserve it. That's right. You, any kind of sexual assault is a crime of power. Yeah. And it's somebody else trying to exert their power because they're insecure in themselves and it makes them feel like they have control over something else. That's the bottom line of it. Yeah. And I have a little bit of passion about that opinion, as you can tell. Yeah. Well, rightfully so. And, uh, you know, if, if, you are, if you are one of those nine females out there or one of those one out of 53 guys, let's mm -hmm. face it, this does okay. happen to yes. guys as well. Yes, don't ignore it. Don't hide it. Don't bury it. it. It takes a lot of courage to step up and say, I need to deal with this. It's affecting my life. And if you're a believer, you know that God's got a plan for you. Don't let the enemy step in and whisper those lies like Bobby did. Right. That keeps you confined and, and leads you down that path, like you mm -hmm. said, for 15 years, right. way off the path. Right. The great news is God's just one step talked about steps. Mm -hmm. He's one step away. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sue, um, let's talk about your book really quick. If you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you can see that, uh, that Sue's holding up her book. And <laughs> tell, tell us, what's the name of it? The book is called This Much I Know, The Space Between. And, and so I, I did notice, too, as you go through each chapter, you have at the end, in italics, you mm -hmm. have the little clip that is 
-hmm. Explain that again. The the first half is basically the one thing everybody knows is their story. That's the one thing everybody knows. Everybody's an expert at their story. Everybody's an expert at their story. Yeah. So what I share is that in each part of my story, this much I know about this part of my story. Yeah, I love that. that. You know, this much I know. I don't don't know it all, but this much I know. Through all that you went through, you could still cling to that one thing. Yeah. This is what I know. Yeah. Here, I'll share what it says. Yeah, I love it. uh, This is the the end of the chapter about Bobby. It says, this much I know. No matter what happens, God sees, God knows, and God is at work to make good come out of even unspeakable horrors. Mm. Hmm. Love it. I love it. Sue, if people want to get a hold of you, you speak. speak. If, 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 you, uh, if you want to have Sue speak at your church or your event, how do they get a hold of you? Best place to go is my website, suebowls.com. There's a form there you can fill out. It'll get in touch with me, and we can certainly get the process started. I would love, love the opportunity to share. Yeah. My Step Ahead is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so please follow me there. It's just My Step Ahead. Okay. The, the other website is mystepahead.com. You can also reach me through there, and everything's interlinked anyway. Yeah. Um, there's links. The, the book is available on Amazon and Kindle. You can go directly there. I also have links to the, to, to the, books, to the book site on the, both those websites. Um, and then uh, one thing I do is I have what I call a, a, a hump day help. Usually, you know, Monday through Friday, by the time Wednesday rolls around, people's, mm. people's gas tank is running a little low. <laughs> it's called so, Hump Day for a reason, it, right? It is, yes, very much so. So I have something called Hump Day Help that I like to send out. Just a little, little encouraging note. And if people are interested in, in getting that, they can text next step, all one word, next step to 31996. And if they'll sign up for that, then as a thank you, I also send them two chapters of my book for free. That's awesome. You've got to check out the book. <laughs> Guys, uh, you know, it, it, listen, this is for everyone. If you've gone through anything nearly like Sue has, I'm going to ask her to give you some advice, but I can tell you right now, get a hold of this book and, and read it. You can. I downloaded it off, off of Kindle mm-hmm. and started reading it immediately. Um, there is help out there. You're not alone. If you're not dealing with this like me, this is all kind of new to me. Man, I've learned a lot by reading your book and looking at some of the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be ignorant of the facts that are around you. One out of so few, one out of nine mm-hmm. girls, one out of fifty-three guys. That's a lot of people. When you start looking at just the population in the U.S., somebody's struggling with this. Be a helping hand, and if you're mm-hmm. do, if you are struggling with this, Sue. What, what, what advice would you give them? They've just listened to this podcast and heard your story. What, what's your, if the one nugget they take away from this, what's your advice? Love yourself enough. Trust yourself enough. See that you have value or trust that others see the value in you, even if you can't see it yourself yet, to pick up the phone or send an email. And I will go so far as to say, if you don't know where to turn, hopefully by now you know that you can trust me. I would love to be that first step for you and to help you get connected. Well said. Well said. Sue, you are a strong person. It's only the grace of God. It really is. There is no way I could face down this giant without God's grace. Yeah. There's just no way. 
and a whole bunch of people who are Jesus with skin on. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's uh, again, that's a part of this podcast is God has a plan for all of us. Oh, and yeah. the one thing we all know is that we are supposed to be his hands and feet right. to those around us. So that's the least that we can all take from this. Um, Look up walking stick retreats. You know, yeah. Please look them up. There, there, there is power. There's power to getting away. And one thing I love about the retreat is they, they opened up a Facebook room for people who are just going on that year's retreat. And we were in there about two weeks beforehand, getting to know each other and building community. Mm, so by the time we get cool. there, we, we kind of already know you names already know and faces a little bit yeah. of each other. And um, we, we call each other our tribe. And, and honestly, every year we have about half the group is new. And we love mm. that. And we don't know each other before we show up. Yeah. And even though people struggle in their mind of... I don't know anybody. And, and sometimes Satan picks a few off that way because sure. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. Yeah, you are. And all of us were strangers that very first year. Yeah. And look what has happened. So please, open invitation. Join us. I'd love for you to join us. And let's go, let's go take a walk and let's go talk. So you, uh, I, I'm so grateful that you joined us and, and that you have opened your life. Um, you've become literally, and it's an open book it is. <laughs> with your book that you shared your story. Um, I'm glad that that's a part of your healing, but you, you know, we prayed before we started this and I really believe that there are people listening right now who needed to hear this, who needed to hear your courage, who needed to hear your struggles to know they're not alone and to know that they're loved, mm-hmm. um, that God loves them. And that they are worthy. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having mental health struggles as a Christian. Absolutely. That is one of the things yeah. I struggled with. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of lies out there. There's nothing wrong with that. And one thing that gave me strength was the power of the story of some of these athletes that are coming out. Simone mm-hmm. Biles. All, yeah. of the, all of the, you were talking earlier about men. All of these Ohio State wrestlers and football. And, That's and, right. and all, the, all those athletes, those male athletes who were assaulted. Yeah. There is no shame for you and what someone else chose to do and their wrong decision. Your choice now is to make the right decision for you. And I pray that's the step. Reach out somewhere. All the links and the resources that we spoke about will be on the podcast notes. And we encourage you to go there and to share those with others. Um, Sue's information will be there and uh, she would love to hear from you. I would also invite you to join us uh, on our social media behind the mic uh, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Tell us what you think about this. And if, if this has helped you at all, please let us know. We want to pray for you. Sue, thanks for joining right. us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thanks. I pray that God continues to, to use you and uh, to heal and give you that freedom that, that you have so long waited for. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us.